Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, July 18, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey my friends, I'm gonna get right into it today because I am blessed of God. And guess what, so are you. And he has given me some wisdom this morning. Do I know what it is? Not yet, but you're about to find out. It isn't me, it's God flowing through me. And the same thing can happen for you today. I just wanna encourage you, God has made a way and he has a plan for you this very day. And this isn't just hype talk, okay? You need to hear this and you need to know that this is the truth. God has a plan for you today. There was a plan yesterday and it might have happened. It might not have been fully the way he intended it, but God turns things around. And I want you to know that today, God has a plan for you and we need to be in alignment with his spirit today and I believe that we all can do that. Now I was looking at the Word of God this morning. I'm gonna go over to it on uh, Bible Gateway. By the way, if you, uh, I'm guessing that you have a mobile device, what you wanna do is load up the Bible Gateway app and you just bring that sucker up every day and you get the, uh, the Word, some scripture verse for the day and of course you can go in and read anything you want or have it read it to you. Great application. Check it out. But if I pulled up today's, which I have here, on my Samsung, Psalm 119, verse 7. I think Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the entire Bible. But anyway, it says, I will praise you with an upright heart, as I learn your righteous laws. That's it, pretty simple, like about 12 words. I will praise you with an upright heart. As I learn your righteous laws. There are four nuggets here I want to delve into in these 12 words. Is that right? 10 words, something like that, whatever. I will praise you. Now, you know, in this, current culture we live in do people praise other things I'm not talking about in church I'm talking about just do we praise things or is that a foreign word to you at first I read it I'm thinking you know praise that's to a non-believer that probably seems like some kind of weird old-fashioned word that doesn't really apply to the current or does it? Do you praise things? You better believe you do. You got a fa- you got a uh, favorite ball team? Then I'm gonna guess that there's a little bit of praising going on. Do you get a, a favorite artist, musician that you go to see in concert? I've got a feeling there's a little bit of praise going on. Do you follow a certain celeb in the tabloids well there's a bit of praise going on you are giving praise you're talking up a certain person certain 
political group, whatever you're doing, you're praising things. So that's not a foreign word. But here in the scripture, it says, but I will praise you. I will praise you. And then it goes on to say, with an upright heart. Hmm. Upright that's a word that we don't use very often, but we all kind of know what it means. It means that the heart is set appropriately. It's set to do things that are good and not harmful. Do you think that we can have an upright heart if we don't know God and His upright ways? Well, I think that there's an element that we all know basically in our being whether we're a believer or not, that there are certain things that are good and bad, like a moral code. Now, granted, not everybody has the same belief structure, but there are certain things that you know are upright. For example, you don't have to be a believer to know that if you're babysitting a friend's child, you treat that child with respect You do not mistreat that child. Things like this. When somebody pays you for something, the expectation is that you would then give them the thing. You wouldn't steal their money. I mean, those are just simple moral decisions that could be upright or not upright. And here it says, I will praise you with an upright heart. Now we'll get back to that upright in a minute. Next nugget, as I learn. As you learn what? Well, let's go to the next piece. As I learn your righteous laws. Interesting. So we can have an upright heart as we're learning about God's righteous laws. Where do we learn about the laws? Everybody answers in the Word of God. So we can have a level of an upright heart before we know everything that he wants us to do, you know, according to his righteous laws. In other words, please listen carefully. This psalm that I'm going to believe that David, King David wrote. I'm not sure if it's David or not, but hang on. Whoever it is. In this psalm, There's a statement that we can be upright in whatever uprightness we know, yet we are still learning. Are you teachable? I know many people who would say that they are. But I also know many people who are stubborn as a mule. I'm just saying. And they will say that They are teachable because they know it's the right thing to say. But when you confront an issue, and it could be, I'm categorizing them in two groups, the upright things, the moral things that kind of are true whether or not you're a believer, and then those truths, the righteous truths in the Word of God that God has established in His Word. I know people who are stubborn and will hold to their moral code, 
that they've decided that caused them to be upright in their own eyes. Are you listening? But will refuse to be teachable from the Word of God. Now, if David was the one who wrote this, you guys all know the story of Bathsheba. If you don't, look it up. It's a Google click away. But David was a man after God's own heart. And yet he messed up royally, so to speak. And interestingly enough, when, um, was it Nathan? I forget the, uh, the priest or whoever was counseling David, told him the story, basically a little sermonette detailing what David had done. Of course, David didn't catch on and he said, the guy who did that thing should be killed or whatever. And of course, he's referring to the, to the guy in the story who basically was himself. And uh, David's counselor there said, look, you're the man. And David repented. You know what repenting is? It's learning. How so? Because at one point, you were operating in a way that was contrary to truth, contrary to the uprightness that God has established in His Word. And I, many times I think we know we are. I suppose there's times that we don't know. And, you know, the scripture kind of talks about it because we could be walking uprightly as far as we know, but we're still learning the righteous laws, meaning we don't, we don't know everything. There might be things we're doing that we don't realize are against what God has called for us in our life. You know, like I said earlier, we have a plan today, and we can meet that plan, but we need to follow God's steps in order to do that. And sometimes we don't. That's why maybe yesterday we failed at the plan. But we have a new day today, and there's new mercies today. But anyway, there are some that I know who are stubborn and will live their own view of morality, and then will stop short of what God has called them to do, and, you know, by the way, people, I'm preaching to myself. I'm the mule sometimes. I've said I've been teachable, and I haven't been. I say I'm teachable. Well, I, I want to be teachable. The Word of God, I trust. I trust it. So when it says, do this, I believe that it's for my own good. When it says, do not do this. I believe not doing that is for my own good. Is it easy? No. Many times it's tough. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes it, things are easy. But, you know, I'm a different person than you. You might struggle with certain things keeping your body pure. And I might struggle with keeping my mind pure. We shouldn't be comparing one person to another certainly because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God but God has given us a power to be able to be victorious in whichever weakness we have remember the scripture I was alluding to the other day um, 
Uh, I don't remember where it was from. Oh, I think maybe it was John thirty-three sixteen. No, no, sixteen thirty-three maybe. But behold, he has overcome the world. God has overcome the world. And God is in you. And the world is a picture of the self-righteous, I'll live moral according to my rules. It's kind of the, the world's mentality. And God has called us to follow his righteous laws. But like that Psalms talks about, David is praising God with an upright heart as he's learning God's decrees or laws. Meaning you can be in a state of relationship with God even though you don't fully know everything. Even though you're messing up some of these things. I think the trick is the attitude. I mean, I say this all the time. I think the trick is the attitude. I want to have an upright heart. So the things I do know, I want to, I want to live according to those, those laws that I do know. And then I can feel confident that I am being responsible for my, the knowledge that I do know, the truth that I do hold. And then while I'm there and praising God, which, you know, praising is like giving reverence, thanking Him for what He's done, enjoying the relationship. And while that's happening, I can be learning His ways. I used to think when I was much younger that I didn't want to learn His ways. I just wanted to know what I knew, because if I learned any new things, I might be on the hook for having to abide by those. But until you realize that these things are for your good and not to harm you, you might be like that stubborn mule that only wants to do your own, ment uh, your own morality. It basically boils down to whether or not you trust God. If you want a little bit of talking on trust, check out the last podcast. It was titled, Trust in the Lord Always. You know, there are no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. There is, there is a few. I believe that if I'm following the Lord God Almighty, that there is a guaranteed protection in my life. So there are certain guarantees like that, but I'm talking about just on this, in this life we live, we can pray for protection when we're driving our car, when we're doing our podcast on the road. We can pray for protection. And I believe God protects, and I believe God hears these prayers. But I also know that we live in a fallen world, and I know that there is tragedy, and there's been a lot of it lately. And it makes you wonder, God, are you really there? Do you really care about people? Do you really care about me? I mean, I'm watching all this idiotic stuff going on in France and all over. And you wonder, well, God could have stopped it. Do you know what? God did stop sin in its tracks. 
He did. He stopped it dead in its tracks. He was victorious over sin and the death, or sin, death, and the grave. Deader than a doornail. But we spend our lives and our own moral codes raising that dead thing back to life in our lives. Now, sometimes we don't know any better because it is our natural inclination to do so. And the thing is, is people, in general, people, people do that. And people do wrong things. Sin is active in those wrong things. And they do wrong things. And it affects good people. It affects people who prayed for protection even. Sometimes. We don't understand why. And we get mad. And sometimes we get mad at God and we ask why. I believe it's okay for us to ask why, God. <clears throat> you know why? It means we're still talking to Him. It's dangerous if you get to the point where you say, you know what? Enough. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't even want to believe in a God anymore who would allow this evil to happen. I think people have a messed up view of the sovereignty of God. I think many people believe that God is sovereign, which means anything that happens, every leaf that bends because a butterfly lands on it, and every fly larva that is born where it's born is because God said that's what should happen. And then that means that anything else that happens in the human experience, God put his seal of approval on it. But I know that's not true. You know how I know that's not true? Because God wants for all men to be saved. And there will be somebody today who has not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and that person will be gunned down today. That tells me that although God wants something, that's his will for that person, that sometimes that doesn't happen. And so there is a sovereignty that God has given up. And I'm not a theologian, but I look at it this way. God is sovereign. He can do anything. And one of the things he can do is give us a free will, which means we can live according to the sin and, and flesh and make wrong decisions. And he stands there at the door knocking and wants to be let in, but he yields to your will. And he yields to the will of those who would commit these atrocities. That's how I view this. That's how I see this playing out. Now, I believe that God, just like in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Peter cut the ear off of one of the guards when Jesus was being arrested, that was, a, that was an atrocious act. But then Jesus healed that man's ear. I believe that there is restoration that God does. And in a spiritual sense, restoration will be happening for everything that ever has happened. But it's one of these things that I don't think we see it in this lifetime. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. I want to encourage us all to believe in the Lord enough 
to know that He is good, to know that His Word brings us to new places of life, not death. It brings us away from the atrocities. Not that we don't have to deal with hard things in life, but we don't have to be responsible for being the creation of some of these hard things in life. You know, we sometimes do that. We sometimes are the reason that other people are praying for help because we happen to be bullheaded or whatever it is in our relationships. We don't want to be that way. I want to encourage us all that when we, when we are wanting to speak to the Lord and wanting to have a relationship to the Lord, with the Lord, that we really seek His wisdom and His truth found in the Word of God. Enough with the morality that, you know, what I know is good enough. I want to learn what I don't know. And I want to learn it from the source of all life. So the Word of God has life for you today. I want to encourage you to stay in that Word to live in peace and to pray for those who persecute you. And the God of all creation has given us his righteous laws. He's given us a moral code, but he's also given us himself to have a relationship with. I want to encourage you today, if you've not done that, open the pages of the Word of God and find out who Jesus is his Father God. And I pray that God will enlighten your spirit, your heart, your mind, your emotions. Right now, I pray that if you're hearing me right now, that God will do this miracle in your life. And we all say to that, Amen. Okay. And I will see you on the flip.